All right, this is the Saucer Afterlife, and we are sort of returning to this Bigfoot topic from last time. And uh, the, the Saucer Wife and I have watched an episode of the show Finding Bigfoot. If you'll remember, Cliff from that show was at the Michigan Bigfoot Conference that Sam and I attended last uh, in the last episode. And this episode was sort of the, the only sort of Saucer Life friendly episode to watch. And it was about supernatural Bigfoot. And um, the Saucer Wife and I watched this episode. And, and on this, this episode, they talked about a number of UFO, Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever you want to call it, uh, sort of crossover topics. And the Saucer Wife has some comments and questions about this that we're going to uh, briefly discuss here. Saucer Wife, hello. Hello. Um, if anyone has watched Finding Bigfoot, any other episodes, they tend to do a lot of their research um, at night. However, when they interview the people who have the sightings, I would say most of those happen during the day. So my question to you, Aaron, is if most of the sightings are happening during the day, why aren't they looking for the Bigfoot, well, at least on this show, during the day? Um, the only thing I can think is that if you look for Bigfoot during the day, you can't do the cool green night vision shot. And uh, I, I think that's really the only thing these shows have going for them sometimes is, is the cool green night vision shot. And, and it's, it's much less dramatic to say things like, he stood up and then cut to commercial or, oh my God, what's that? And then cut to commercial or Cliff fell down a hill and then go to commercial. So um, I, I think, you know, it's one of those visual tricks that makes it sort of entertaining and worth watching. Hmm. Okay, I learned um, from this episode um, that there is, well, when I started watching the show, I learned, number one, that there's a Bigfoot call. Yeah. Okay. As, as everybody heard you perform in the yes, last episode. never knew. But they referenced Bigfoot language. Have you heard of this before? Um, well, who referenced it? There are some people who, who, are, oh, yes. who are sort of you know, friends of the show, uh, who appeared on this episode. Who, who were they? Uh, oh gosh, I'm having a mind. I'm a mental block. Uh, and Dana, Dana and, and her husband, not husband at the time, Greg, uh, yes, Dana and, and Greg now, like, and they looked like babies. Yeah. Now, uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk, um, Greg Newkirk and Dana Matthews. I, I think she was so Bigfoot language. Yeah, I've I've heard of this at various points, and it seems to be related to some kind of, I, I think she said Native American language. Which Native American language? There's there's more than one, um, which is sort of a trap that that we sort of see, you know, paranormal type people. Um, there's you know more than one native american group but native yeah. american religion says bigfoot is the symbol of honesty as simpson j hanover if you remember from the last episode um the one speaker who was not that great um no 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 that, that was i think the she squatchers said that bigfoot was um uh, a native american 
symbol of honesty. Uh, Simpson J. Hanover III uh, commented when I told him that, or when he listened to the episode, that uh, if Bigfoot is the symbol of honesty, why is he always hiding? Why doesn't he just tell us, you know, who he is and uh, and where he is? But yeah, Bigfoot language, it's, it's not a call, it's just a conversation. But did you notice how when the episode went on, um, they didn't use the language. They strictly relied on the call. Yeah. Uh, there was the one scene where Dana sort of, you know, greeted the Bigfoot and, and said they come in peace or something like that. And and then, yeah. And maybe it was editing at that point. Maybe, yeah. But, but. They, they, they did rely almost exclusively on, on the, the Bigfoot, uh, the Bigfoot scream. Yeah. Speaking of the scream. Yeah. I mean, if you were a Bigfoot traipsing around in the woods and all of a sudden you hear these screams, wouldn't that scare you? I would not investigate. I mean, if I were a Bigfoot, I would be like, oh, wow, it looks like the, the little, uh, the little, you know, hairless things are screaming at me. I'm going to stay away from them. Or maybe they're like, these guys are idiots. You know, if, if I'm walking around my home and around the yard, I don't really like people showing up in my area and screaming at me. Even if even if they're they're screaming, let's say they're using the same language I do and they're screaming at me, I'm I'm gonna go inside. I, I'm not gonna hang around and say, Oh wow, this stranger is yelling at me. I wanna go I wanna go meet him. No, I'm I'm pro well, this is why Bigfoot throws rocks at people, right? I just had a thought. Yeah. You know how like when the ice cream truck comes through your neighborhood. Yeah. And hear the you hear the song. Yes. And you run to the ice cream truck. Yes. What if they did like a Bigfoot ice cream truck? Like have deer or whatever Bigfoot eats well, on a truck and they talked about in this episode that that one lady who I'll get to in a minute who channels big big foot big feet. Bigfoot, yeah. They like healthy snacks. So we could or we could potentially get a truck, figure out what kind of music attracts big feet and do like an ice cream, ice cream truck scenario. <laughs> I think you're onto something here. <laughs> uh, if, if only if, if only finding Bigfoot was still in the air, you could, you could have an episode where, where Bobo drives the Bigfoot ice cream truck. Anybody out there who uh, wants to take my idea? There you go. Free idea, folks. Okay. Next. Okay. So during this episode, we um, you mentioned the commercial breaks. Yeah. Oh, we, we see something on this, the thermal scan. So I just wanted to let you all know they found, we did not find a Bigfoot. Sad. But however, we found a mountain lion, Ooh. a bear. Nice. And a deer. Well, deer are indicator animals for Sasquatch. As are... Everything uh, else that ducks, is in uh, ducks, weasels, bears, hobos, mountain lions, kindergartners. <laughs> oh, and also, um, Bigfoot's whistle to each other. It's yes. not, it, it's probably not a bird call. No. Um, however, it is the Bigfoot's whistling to each other. Absolutely. Um, oh, this is towards the end of the episode. So I'm going to come back to that. Um, sorry, I've got some notes. 
Um, do drums ever factor into UFO sightings? So drums, yeah. Uh, th- this was sort of gets to the the weirdest people they met, the most woo woo supernatural people. It was um, what were their names? One's name was Brian, and the other's name was. I can't remember, but they were inside Mount Shasta. This is where this episode took place. Mount Shasta, big UFO place. And there was one guy who pretty much all he did was bang on a drum to summon Bigfoot and uh, explain that through transcendental meditation, he had been inside the crystal city of the Lemurians that was within Mount Shasta. And the other guy explained that Bigfoot is actually a creature that was created by the the aliens who who were on earth 30,000 years ago or something and was left behind as a protector for the planet and this is something as far as ufo bigfoot crossover um you know sometimes you know, there's accounts of of large hairy um creatures being associated with with ufo sightings and especially ufo landings but you also have these sort of new agey ideas about um the 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 bigfoot or the sasquatch being a a guardian to protect the planet uh particularly to protect the ecosystem the forests the natural world from the uh the, the various depredations of of man so that gets a workout here they talk about the lemurians they get like these crystals made from petrified wood i think and uh and and they're all um they're they're you know yeah and uh yeah it was good and then then the, the way this works is is one of the regular crew gets hooked up with the new kirks and their supernatural bigfoot team and then one of the supernatural bigfoot people gets hooked up with the the finding bigfoot team and, and they sort of sort of had an exchange program and um the one who joined the finding bigfoot team was was trying to teach the woman renee how to meditate and see through the bigfoot's eyes as uh, as as he share it walks around so some good um some good woo stuff and uh, there's some other woo stuff wasn't there yeah but you haven't answered the question yet. oh what was the question uh, the question was <laughs> do drums figure factor into, your, into any ufo sightings that you're aware of not that i'm aware of no listeners if you know um because know. what this gentleman was trying to do was he was tapping the drum in order to summon um I don't want to say spirit, the spirit of Bigfoot. But yeah. Something like that. Like like the ethereal essence of Correct. Bigfoot or something yes. like that. So what I'm saying is that UFO sightings need more drums. I think that's right. Okay. Moving on. Oh, I did write down. Okay. So we meet Kathleen Dioto. Yes. And she, um, according to my, uh, she's a trans medium for the Sasquatch. She had um, an encounter as a young child with a Sasquatch. And so now she's a trans medium, um, but she can't channel the big feet or Bigfoot or Sasquatch when she's around other people. It's a very private thing, channeling Sasquatch. Yeah. So she had to go to her home and the Newkirks had to submit questions to her beforehand. And then she does this by um, asking questions and then typing. Automatic typing, yeah. Yes. Um, um, I found it interesting that we took her at face value, yet she does this alone in her home. 
Yeah, it's it's interesting that the medium goes alone to their home to do this, where they have time to make stuff up. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, um, that's a ske- I mean, I'm pretty skeptical, so I'm like, if you're going to take this woman at face value, I kind of want to see it. Now, saucer wife, here's the thing. One, it's a TV show. Two, there are some people who who just who don't. You, you can say the skepticism for after you have the final product, right? And, and sort of yes. look at look at and, and you know you, you need to sort of keep this the um the, the psychic on your side but this automatic typing thing and automatic writing there are um a, a number of um ufo or sort of ascended master space brother types who who communicate with contactees through automatic writing and uh, and things like that so i i'm always excited by automatic writing that's always always fun to see all right. We also talk about Bigfoot scat, which I had another thing that I had never thought about. Well, um, and one of what I mean, you come across a big old pile pile of say scat. How do you know that th- what you're looking at is Bigfoot? Well, you taste it. No, no, I don't know. I don't know if well, I, I guess what you would do or I guess what you would say if you were the one claiming that the scat was Bigfoot scat would be to say that it, it, it you can't identify it as the scat of any of the other animals that, you know, are known to be in that area. And so by process of elimination, it's not this, this or that. Therefore, it must be Bigfoot, which that's when we saw Cliff's presentation. Um, at the conference the other week, I mean, that's generally what they do. It wasn't a leopard. It wasn't a bear. It wasn't a rhinoceros. It wasn't a giraffe. It wasn't a Russian. Therefore, it must be a Bigfoot, uh, which which uh, you know, makes very little logical sense because it sort of assumes that Bigfoot exists and that Bigfoot is there and that, you know, so, but I think that's what they would probably do. They would just say, well, it's not bear scat or deer scat or rabbit scat or you know, your Uncle Bob who's up hunting scat. It's, you know, got to be Bigfoot scat. Right? And why have we never found, like, a Bigfoot carcass? Because they're ghosts. Or aliens. Or aliens, yeah. I, I mean, that. see, that's, I think, the thing that pushes me into the um, supernatural Bigfoot camp is, is that if this were a flesh and blood creature, we, we probably would have found something by now. Like wouldn't one of them get hit by a car? I mean, you, how many you, deer line the highways? You would think, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Let's, let's move on. Yes. We're at 15 um, minutes. So let's, sorry. let's move on. Um, I've only have a few more comments. Okay. Um, the first is my favorite is I hear something. Yeah, they always hear something. It's the woods. You're going to hear something. There's always something to hear in the woods. And oh, how many Sasquatch do you think there are? 72. (laughs) That's pretty definitive. Well, you asked. (laughs) All right. But you think about it. If you're out there hunting for a Sasquatch, what if there's only one? You're going to be out there a while. All right. That's why they've never found them. There's only like four in the world. Okay. Let can I can I talk briefly about my favorite stoner on the show? We we don't know anything about Bobo's personal habits, but <laughs> tell us about James Bobo Fay. My favorite part I think of this whole episode is that Team Supernatural gives him so much Bigfoot scat 
about this tinfoil hat. Okay. I mean, they are like really ribbing on him. Like now you're amplifying the signals and they're channeling right into your head. And he's like, I don't care. So he wears this tinfoil hat the whole night. Yeah. Bobo is, is the most entertaining character on the show and they are all characters. They are, well, they are reality TV. I know, but but they have defined characters. There's, there's yes. Cliff, the serious guy, and Matt, the boss, and Renee, the sort of skeptic, skeptic um, who who is not not helpfully skeptical. She's because she would have gotten them all inside and not out in the woods waiting for Bigfoot to show up. But um, and then Bobo is the the fun. Cliff's the the serious guy. Bobo is the the lovable goofball, and and he's the most entertaining one on the show. By far, the whole show could just be Cliff and Bobo. You could, you don't really need the other two. I don't anyway. So that's kind of my take on that episode. Okay, so do you think Bigfoot is is flesh and blood? Samantha is in the the flesh and blood Bigfoot camp. She was a, a raised on Harry and the Hendersons, and that sort of thing. I'm a a supernatural Bigfoot aficionado, saucer wife. Um, if I had to lean one way, I'd say supernatural. I mean, we would have found a, at least a body of a dead one by now. One, one would hope. You know, there is another option. What's the other option? None of it's real. Oh, I'm definitely in that camp. Okay, you're in camp. None of it's real. Okay. Thank you very much, Saucer Wife, for being a part of this episode. As always. Thank Absolutely. you for having me. Yes, um, you can go home now. Um, oh, wait. I'm already there. Yeah, you're already there. Take uh, a look around. What, what is that? It's a song. Is it? Yeah. A popular one? It's a country song. So, so no. Never heard it. No. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never heard it. Is it from I'd, after I'd 1965? Yeah, I haven't I'd heard it. I'd sing, but I think I sang on the last episode. You did. I think you did the Men in Black thing. I did. Yeah. So one... That was a song reference, though. So, okay. We'll just leave it there. We will be back... Um, our next regular episode is about the nine or the management as they're known it's a creepy story star trek creator gene roddenberry shows up um yeah all right bye